Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the sixth Sunday of Easter, and we hear from the Reverend Phil Burchard as he preaches from the lectionary, which this week was John chapter 14, verses 23 to 29. As always, you can find more information about All Souls or more sermons on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. Recently, there was an episode of This American Life called Kid Logic. And in it, a man tells a story about a series of conversations that he had with his daughter when she was four years old. It began around Christmas, and it was the first time that she'd asked him what the holiday meant. Christmas, he explained, was celebrating the birth of Jesus, and then, well, she wanted to know more about that. And so he went out and he bought a children's Bible, and they read from it every night, which she loved. And then she wanted to know everything about Jesus, not just about his birth, but about his teaching And especially about that teaching, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And one day they drove past a church. And out front of the church there was a huge crucifix. And she asked him, who is that? Well, the dad had never told that part of the story. That's Jesus, and I forgot to tell you the end. The message was so radical and unnerving to the prevailing authorities at the time, it was the Romans, that they killed him. His message was too troublesome, and so he had to die. One month later, uh, after that whole story about what Christmas meant. It was about mid-January, and his daughter was off from preschool. And so he took the day off of work, and they went out for lunch. And at the table where they sat down, uh, already there was a copy of the local newspaper, and specifically of the art section. And on the cover of the art section was a 10-year-old's drawing. Who is that? The four-year-old asked. That's Martin Luther King Jr. And he's the reason why you're out of school today. We're celebrating his life because it was his birthday. Who was he? Well, he was a preacher. And immediately the four-year-old cut in, For Jesus? Yeah, the dad says. He was. And there was another thing he was famous for. Now, in the podcast, the dad talked about how careful he was trying to be with his words, how he was trying to phrase everything just right, because as a four-year-old, this was the first time that she's learning more about the world that she's in. So he said, well, he was a preacher, and he had a message. What was his message? Well, he said you should treat everyone the same no matter what they look like. She thought about that for a minute. And she said, well, that's what Jesus said. And the dad said, yeah, I guess it is. I I never thought about it that way. But yeah, it's kind of like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And she thought about that for a minute. 
And then she looked up at her dad and asked, did they kill him too? The gospel passage that we heard this morning comes at a very tenuous moment. The authorities are starting to close in, and the reality of Jesus' death is now very present. And so Jesus offers a last teaching to his students. And the teaching is about how they are to live in his physical absence. Now keep in mind, he gives this teaching right after the betrayal begins and in, in anticipation of the denial. And those disciples can sense it. And so just when their hearts are breaking and they don't know how they're going to go forward, Jesus gives them a gift. And it is the gift of his peace. Now I want to be clear here about what I think we mean by peace. Because the peace of Christ is known where there is fullness of relationship and not simply in the absence of conflict. You'll know this peace when love is extended for another regardless of contract or of kin or of station. You'll feel this peace when you decide to lay down your life for someone when you open up your heart to where they are and when someone does this for you. This kind of peace is a gift because it cannot be commanded. It can only be offered. There is no price to be paid for this peace. It can only be received. And it's a gift that comes without condition. It refuses the quid pro quo of transaction. And because of this, it's not very common. And it's actually the kind of peace that is terrifying to those who only see through the lenses of control and fear and domination. And so Jesus wants to make sure his disciples now understand this. So he contrasts it with the peace that the world gives. And he does this because it is really easy to confuse one with the other. The world usually gives its peace after someone has been subdued, sometimes violently beaten back. Because it's hard to create peace for yourself, uh, usually it's the most powerful party that There is a price that often has to be paid by an oppressor. 
So I've been thinking this week, how will peace come in Ukraine? The peace that the world gives says that it will come when um, the cities of the country have been shelled into rubble. After thousands of civilians have been slaughtered, after uh, over a million are living as refugees, perhaps it will come after millions of Russian citizens have suffered enough from economic sanctions. And as I've been considering this teaching from Jesus, I've been wondering, will that bring peace? Now, I want to be clear that the Russian aggression must stop. And that there are times when um, I want that to happen <laughs> so badly that I want them to pay. But I wonder, will that bring true and lasting peace? Is that the peace of Christ? And I've been wondering about the, the terrorist attack in Buffalo last week. And once again, wondering if you're a black person in the United States, how does this world give you peace? When there are people in this country who put their trust in the, in the idolatry that white people should dominate all others. The peace that this country often offers is that you should bear your own weapon and be prepared to kill another human to keep your own life. That seems to be that the peace that this world gives. And while it may bear the name of peace, it does not seem to me to be the peace of Jesus the Christ. A peace that is fundamentally grounded in self-sacrificing love and a willingness to give one's own life for another out of love. The wisdom of the four-year-old recognized the kind of peace that the world offers and that it does not lead to life. But she and her father hadn't yet talked about the peace that does. And there are many here who are feeling deeply the rancor, the divisiveness that is corroding our nation right now. And it can be easy to fall prey to a, a sense of despair that the fractures are too deep to mend, that the repair of the breach cannot be bridged. And I believe this is precisely where the disciples were at that Last Supper. And it's why Jesus offers this gift of peace, one that I desperately want to live by. And I believe that I am not alone. 
Time and time again, friends, we as a parish over a century have placed ourselves at the intersection of the chaos of the world. We have opened our hearts to this peace of Jesus. And over decades, All Souls Parish has received this gift of peace and has, has acted from it, has shared from it. We, uh, we've launched hospice programs. We have housed refugees seeking asylum. We've made sandwiches for neighbors who are hungry and had no other place for food. And I believe we are at this intersection once more. And we have experienced this abundance of the Spirit that is spilling forth from these living waters. So my prayer is that we will take heart. We will get ready to open our hearts to receive this peace of Christ and then share it with those who are yearning for it. It's a gift that this world so clearly needs, and it's one that we are ready to give away.